Welcome to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis, and I bet you can't guess who my co-host is. I'll give you a clue. He's the Prince of Pixels. Nick Wright. So, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Those are board game Those are board game puns, that's right. <laughs> and together, we like to geek out over things from nerd culture, sometimes from the past, sometimes present day, sometimes from the future. But it just so happens that this episode, we're looking into the past for, we're going to talk about 10 great board games, basically. 10 more board games, because we've already yeah. had the yeah. one episode a long time ago. Part D. Part do. And, you know, when we were doing that episode, I couldn't help but think in the back of my brain, I wish, I wish we could get uh, one particular person involved. And as somebody that I know for a fact is like a pretty big board game fan. And uh, he's been on our show. We got a special guest. He's been on our show a couple of times. Uh, you may remember him from our Transformers episode. Uh, you also may remember him from a game show episode that we did. And you may even remember him from our Toys R Us tribute episode. Uh, I'm speaking, of course, of GB Blackrock, Mr. Mark Baker-Wright. Say hello, Mark. Hi, guys. And what we're going to do is we're going to come over. We're going to cover 10 board games. And we're going to give uh, Mark four board games because he's our guest and he right. gets an extra Sorry. one. And I will pick three and Nick will pick three. And it's just our typical format of you know i'll go then you go then the guest goes and we just kind of rotate and uh, it'll be fun because we we have a bona fide like board game guru with us for the first time <laughs> now mark do you happen to have a book like you did for your game shows that was nothing quite as encyclopedic no i'm afraid not that <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth i was going to say that was the encyclopedia of, of games well, in fact, was that the name, possibly? Essentially, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, I remember him flipping through it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm hoping, I'm not expecting, but I'm hoping to get some more of that deep, deep knowledge, uh, certainly from his own picks, but, you know, maybe even from a couple of ours as well. You never know, because, you know, for the last time we did an episode, we had some big names, because we didn't really, we didn't think ahead. Like, you know, like, at least I don't think we did. Big names. Well, you know, I meant like board games. I'm thinking I did like Hungry Hungry Hippo. That's a big one, yeah. No, no, you <laughs> did like, you did uh, uh, ex Exaggeration, or I think that's what it's called. Aggravation. Aggravation, yeah. And Hungry Hungry Hippo. for our family. Right, and then of course you shared the hilarious story. Following the Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, you know that story, I guess, right? Uh, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. <laughs> so I remember like when you told it, or at least I feel like I remember when you told it like, you don't think like anybody really knew of it for sure. No, yeah, I kept it to myself. Yeah, as I would probably the do whole, the same. Yeah, and like the whole family's looking for this marble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the orange one too, I remember that. Oh my gosh. Well, the orange one was so appetizing, I guess. It just looked like it, so. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna you know go from person to person. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. I, I miss board games. Um, I mean, they're still around. Oh yeah. And even the games that we largely grew up playing as kids are still around you know with a few exceptions i guess here and there 
Um, but I mean, that's what eBay's for, right? You can well, just go pick so it up. Many of them, there's updated versions too. Yes, but that bugs me. I don't know why. I don't. I don't want to see an updated version of that. Like, I want to see that old '70s box art. Yeah. You know, I yeah, miss there's, that. There's, it's like the same game, but there's new art. Yeah, and it's cool for the current generation, but you you miss out a little bit on that nostalgia. Yeah. Um, like everything's electronic now too. Oh yeah. Uh, like banks and things, you, you know, it's, I guess it's harder to cheat. <laughs> if you're the banker at Monopoly, you might not, not that you're taking money out, but there's a little bit of wheeling and dealing perhaps. Although you said Ruth was always the banker, right? Oh, so yeah. she's not going to let any, and she always even knows. assuming that we trusted our sister implicitly. <laughs> ha ha. Uh, if you do an what? electronic version, it takes so much time out of the game because so much of Monopoly is just the physical transaction if you're doing with paper bills. So going with electronic version speeds the game up immensely. Mm. Have you ever played it that way? The new like, electronic versions of Monopoly? I haven't, I haven't I played the electronic have. board game. I've certainly played lots of computer versions. Oh, yeah. I've done a, like Nintendo and computer yeah. and stuff, yeah. Um, I'm thinking of like there's one with like credit cards that you yeah. swipe and... And yeah, there's even yeah, yeah. one called... That's, that's how they do it now. There's like a Cheater's Edition that I saw. Che- is that what oh, it's no, called? Cheater's Edition? It's called Cheater's Edition. I don't I don't know exactly I how the what well, entails the so cheating. There are so many different versions of Monopoly out there. I mean, and most of them are because they're branded. You know, like there's yeah. a Transformers Monopoly. I own it. There's yeah. a Star Trek Monopoly. I don't own that. What? There's various Star Wars Monopolies, multiple versions. Yeah, yeah. I've got the Nintendo one, the Star Wars one, yeah. the Zelda one. Oh yeah. Now, no, nobody like maybe it's like Lego and Monopoly. Like they are like the kings of licensing, yeah. uh, you know, a product to, and it, and people will just keep. It's genius. You know, I know licensing isn't cheap, but people are just going to keep buying these games. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, is there another game that even comes close to that? Maybe. I, I doubt it. I doubt it too. Um, so yeah, well, um, I, I do miss playing board games. It's it's a time, you know, Mark, well, not just Mark, but when I was having a little discussion offline before with you guys, we were like, what should we call this? You know, like what, what are the parameters of picking what a board game is? And uh, I'd said something like, well, I don't want there to be like not electronics, you know, like, like an actual physical game that you sit down at a table and play together, you know. And then yeah, like Mark, well, there's a lot of games nowadays that has electronics, so you can't really use that per se. Yeah, and should I even say one of the games you were gonna say? You you can like, say it. That's fine. <laughs> I I still say like people. I mean, you know, you're like who people? Go ahead, tell them. You were gonna say Yahtzee. It's I was a gonna. Board yeah. game. It's a dice game. There's it, no board. It is a dice game. It's a dice game. You're going to like make these parameters for what a board game is, yeah. and then you're going to say Yahtzee. Well, that's where the parameters conversation really came <laughs> about, because I was going, I was rolling with Yahtzee, and you're like, whoa, 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 I don't know about this. So we're going to have to do another episode of dice games or something in the future, because there's a lot of just dice games. There's dice and a pad of paper and a pencil. And a cup. That's Yahtzee. <laughs> um but yeah, that's this is where I was going. Is like it just takes me back to a, a time and a, like that analog days, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can still get them if you want, uh, but I don't know. It's just something different about it, I guess. But it is fun to play with like kids, you know. Like I know you'll host game nights and things like that, mm-hmm. and you know, so you you get to witness uh, a whole new generation playing the old games that you know have been around for for previous like many generations yeah in fact we're actually having a game night at my church uh this next thursday 
yeah and, and board games is the theme because ruth always does like a theme for whatever the game night is and one time when i was doing it it was like video games and uh, we've done card games and dice games which we played yahtzee with the dice games yeah 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 now we're doing board games you know the hungry hungry hippo that you got for logan yeah, uh, his first or second birthday. I don't know. Yeah, because I felt like every kid has to have hungry. hungry yeah. Hippo. yeah, you're right. Well, um, Logan liked it fine, but Allison loves hungry hungry hippos, yeah. dude. It is her jam. She loves that and Crossfire, yeah. which is just you know loud noises, you know, like just frantic frenzied actions, you know, like she's just all about it. So uh, I feel like hungry hungry hippos didn't get a ton of play, but. You know, kids are different, man, especially like siblings. Like one kid will come out loving one thing and then, you know, the second kid almost polar opposite. So she really loves Hungry Hungry Hippos. Oh, that's okay. So hopefully there'll be some games like that where we can share some memories of playing when we were younger. These could also just be games that you enjoyed as an adult. It doesn't necessarily have to be when you were uh, younger, when you first played it, if you have memories because, you know, it was something you played a long time ago. Um, I, I, I know that some of the games that I've done in a pre in the previous list and also uh, in you know this particular list games that I will occasionally still play. So they're timeless, timeless classics. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mark, you get four picks, sir. So and you're the guest, so I think you should get to start things off. All right, then. I'm going to start with Balderdash. 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 Now that's been around for a while, right? Not a huge amount. It was first released in '84. Now actually. refresh, refresh my really? memory. Is is Balderdash the one where you gotta like you have a like a word and you gotta make up a definition? Is Pretty it? much. Okay. You, there's Good. a set of cards that come with the game, and you basically you're you're given the card that has the word for this round on it, and you announce that word aloud, but only you have the actual definition of the word on the card everybody else that's playing has to write out what they think the definition of that word might be and you write the real one on another piece of paper everybody turns their pieces of paper in collect them and read off in no real order all of those definitions and then each player has to guess which definition they think is the correct definition of the word yeah. is it kind of like of match course. game but with definitions sort of in some sense, certainly if you get the correct definition, yeah. uh, you get to advance a certain number of points. But also if people chose your incorrect definition, then mm. you also get points. Mm. So you want to come up with convincing lies. Yeah, people would always call me out because I always kind of had a pattern. To, I'd, I'd always be like, this was an ancient something something oh he yeah. said this is ancient this is not <laughs> ancient chinese uh, now i know proverbs secret yeah. <laughs> huh? i know this isn't the game show episode but there have been at least two game shows that did a similar pattern the first one was called liars club and in liars club and i don't expect you to remember it it's the most recent version is still decades old now mm -hmm. But they were given some strange-looking object. That's what I love. Like they That's found that an antique shop. And each of the celebrities would give a different definition for what this object is actually for. Yeah. The other one was more recent, still in the 80s, though, called Wordplay. And Wordplay used the same basic theme of words and definitions. It had a different scoring mechanism, but that was about it. 
So was in Balderdash, is there a penalty if you get called out for having a phony definition? Oh, no, no. In fact, you want people to come up with your definition okay. that you wrote down as phony. Uh, and yeah, like you convince if, if them. somebody would. You're trying to bluff them. If somebody guessed the one I made up, I get points, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But and so the guesser gets points and the giver gives points. You get points for getting the correct definition, and you get points for getting other people to guess your bad definition. Oh, okay. Nice. I get it. I understand now. Cool. So you see the definition on the card, and you just you just go ahead and make up your right. Yeah. Each person takes turn reading. Yeah. From the from the deck of cards. That sounds fun. You could play that yeah, for sure. It's, it's been years since I played it, but yeah, it's fun. Now, I think you said something about points. Is there a game board to advance pieces or is it you collect, you just add up points to a certain, you know, predetermined. For this, I actually pull out, I've got little markers here. You do, in fact, go around the board. And basically it's getting to the finish line because you're allowed to go, I say points, that many spaces. I got you. Okay. Yep, that, that was my question, because when, when I hear points, I just think about adding up points to get to, uh, you know, 21. Yeah, because honestly, the board in this game is incidental. It is simply the scoring mechanism. Let me see that box again. Yeah, that box looked a the little front. bit vintage. Yeah, I don't recognize that one. Yeah, I don't either. I would be willing to bet that more modern versions look different than this, because this is still Parker Brothers. And Parker Brothers, um, well, it's not that it doesn't exist per se. It went out of business, Hasbro bought it. And Hasbro releases it basically for Big Lots games now. Uh, mm. But Parker Brothers is not the name you would see on a Boulder dashboard. I didn't know Parker Brothers went out of business. Well, they were bought out by Hasbro. Hasbro's buying everybody, basically. Because they bought, what, Kenner and... Uh, I think, like, everything we have here is either... There's one Parker Brothers and everything else is Milton Has- Bradley. There's a Hasbro right there. Milton Bradley doesn't exist anymore either. No, what? really? Like, everything no. I have has an MB on it. Oh, my oh they gosh. were they were the best for ages and ages. Yeah, they were bought out also. I think still by Hasbro, but I'd have to look that one up. So uh, I have a question for you, Mark. Um, so one of my games I noticed was created by uh, a certain company that owns it, and bigger companies that distribute board games like you know Parker Brothers, Milton Bradley, whatever. They actually buy a license to distribute the game. And that's not uncommon. Not uncommon, right? Because I was confused because one of the games that I'm going to bring up, you know, for a certain run, it was Milton Bradley. For another, and then for another long run, it was like Parker Brothers, which you know that I'd never even thought of that or heard of that. You know, you would just imagine that Parker Brothers, Milton Bradley, whatever, they just wholly own the game, and then they just keep bringing it out as often as they like. But no, sometimes like, it has to do with the, if you're in a different country. Uh, they are in a different country. Distribution yeah. in that country. I have verified, by the way, Milton Bradley was bought out by Hasbro. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Hasbro owns everything. They're like the Walt Disney of, you know, toys and board games and yeah. everything else. Um, so. Yeah, I guess I don't really have any other questions as far as Balderdash goes. Is that is that a game where you uh, still play very often to this day, or is it sadly not Honestly, enough? Yeah. And this is going to be true for every game that I'm going to talk about. Yeah, not really, because you have to have a group of people right. to play a game, and right. most of my life these days evolves around work and maybe some stuff online, but not necessarily being around a physical group of people. 
So if I'm playing any of these games anymore, it's like a family gathering like Thanksgiving or something like that. Have you checked whether or not uh, these games are online, perhaps mobile or, or you know, computer or anything like that? Um, some of them are. Yeah. I believe you can find something at least similar to Balderdash. I don't know if you can under that trade game. Yeah. Trade name. Uh, a lot of these games were made available at one point or another on CD or for downloadable, but I haven't really gotten into those. So that's another question, actually. Do you have a favorite? Do you remember having a favorite like made up definition that you just particularly liked and cling to? You remember it? Oh, my. <laughs> you know, kind of like Nick tended to talk about like ancient cultures and history and such. I would tend to gravitate to things like strange, not necessarily superpowers, because that would be a clear fake, but strange abilities or things that people might do. But, you know, try to make it sound obscure, but plausible. Oh, okay. Like, like secret government experiments <laughs> that cause mild telekinesis or something <laughs> the, the act of throwing a ball across the baseball field you know something that you know oh yeah okay approach. okay right because i mean that that has a name you're like well isn't it just throwing yeah I, like the fancy name for that sure i get it i get it so yeah and if you can pull it out if there is actually such a term for that i don't know it <laughs> but it's the kind of definition i might gravitate to right. okay and it's not overly baked and complicated you know it's just yeah. it can be well your particular example is just you know simple enough to where i would buy that more probably easily That's than, the hope yeah, yeah yeah cool but some of the real definitions are extremely complex so there's sure. that too okay so you gotta gotta play that aspect too i suppose cool and it's never been a tv show or of any kind really i guess well i was actually going to save this for later but okay as a matter of fact we can save it for later I if you like not intentionally choosing game show games i realized after i chose the list that everything i chose has been a game show at one time or another or <laughs> has been a balderdash game show awesome <laughs> nice uh so when was that like 80s i want to say mid 90s i didn't look that one up separately it lasted i think only for a season and not even a very long one gotcha and probably what in syndication or something somewhere NBC, I want to say. Oh, okay. Without looking it up again, I don't know, but I think it was oh NBC. Gosh. I miss those days so much where you could just turn on network TV and just get a ton of... I mean, you got the game show network and things nowadays, so it's not like you can't... CBS is the only one doing morning daytime game shows anymore. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, with uh, Price is Right. Is it just Price is Right? And they've added Let's Make a Deal in more recent years. Oh, I didn't know that. Wayne uh, Brady. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna linger a bit more. This is our show. We can go off talk topic if we want to, especially because I know it's something that interests all of us. Think you know, just talking about game shows on TV, like you know, this isn't even a board game. I'm just going to game show. Have you guys seen the new Press Your Luck and Card Sharks shows? Oh, he is. Uh, yes, uh, is the short answer. Okay. <laughs> I actually tried out. I auditioned for Press Your Luck. Really? I, you would have been actually, a much better I, I contestant than some of the people of the that I've seen on there already. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say, Mark? I had, a, I had a contestant interview with one of the contestant coordinators on Skype. He's not wild and crazy enough. I'm allowed to talk about it now because I didn't get on. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had actually got on, I would not be allowed to say a word about it because it would risk. Sure, you know, sure. They would make you an sign an NDA or something like that. Anything I might have won. 
yeah. as it is, there's no real danger. I didn't uh, get out. Well, I mean, can you can you try again? Is there like some sort of rule where you can't uh, you know try again? Well, Do they keep your number and say like we'll you know keep you in mind? There are a couple of rules that, that play with this kind of thing. The first is it's already finished taping its season. Yeah. It's only 13 episodes, I think, in the summertime. Right. And they do them all in a block within just a couple of days. So I would have to basically wait for an announcement of a renewal. It might well get renewed. It's doing well, I think. Okay, good. I'm glad. Now, then, I do not know. My guess is that I would not be considered for the next season on the basis of my existing interview. <laughs> Theoretically, I could be. Yeah. Um. So basically the rules are, uh, and it's different for each show, but you probably can't have appeared on another show too recently. Okay. That's not a problem for me. Right. right. Uh, for a long running show. Not like for a lack of trying. Right, you can't have ever been on The Prices Right before. Can't. Of course, for that one, it's a little different because you actually audition practically by the act of being in the audience. For most, you actually do have to specifically say, hey, I want to be a contestant. Uh, so that's a different process there. Can you tell us like how the interview went? Like, like what kind of? Stuff... I feel good about it. This is very no, interesting. I, I just mean like what kind of things like they were like either asking or looking for. Like, are are you like acting like you know no whammy stop you know kind of? <laughs> there were two parts. Oh my God. The first was I actually got a phone call, and on the phone call they both asked me some things about myself, asked me what I would do with the money if I won anything. And then they asked me a series of questions, basically just like the questions they would ask on the show to earn spins. Hmm. And I answered those, I think, all but one of them correctly immediately. No, they said, oh, he's uh, and they didn't give yeah. me any multiple choice options, I, I should know, because they do give dumb. the contestants multiple choice options after the buzz-in. Yeah. Uh, anyway, after I finished with that, uh, the guy basically said, you sound like the kind of person we would be interested in talking oh. to more, so can you do a Skype interview? I said, of course, yes. And so we did a Skype interview, which went through some of the same material in terms of asking me questions and seeing how I was with the trivia. Yeah. And also asking what I would do with the money if I earned anything. But then they did do kind of sort of a mock game where they showed a mock-up of the Presser Lock board, yeah. which was all a prearranged slideshow. It wasn't actually live or anything like that. Gotcha. And they asked me to go through the motions of hitting the buzzer yelling out no whammies, etc. You must have been really excited, man. <laughs> well, the problem with that, as I discovered during that particular interview, and like I say, I still think it went fine, is they really did not allow any length of time at all between their prearranged whammy stops. Because again, this is a pre-recorded run-through in a sense. It's not actually listening to me in any way. Hmm. So I had all of one maybe two seconds to run through my no whammies no whammy stop oh, okay. that's just not how it works on the show yeah so it was a little bit artificial in that sense okay yeah i can understand how they just put all that together in editing or whatever unless it's live ultimately it's not, they so. have to determine whether i am a vivid enough personality that they think would look good on tv mm -hmm. and maybe i simply am not or maybe I am, and they simply only have, if there's 13 episodes, 39 slots to fill. Yeah. And that's not that many people. No. And I just wasn't in the top 39. Yeah. I honestly don't know. Because once that process is done, you never hear anything else again until and unless you are called to actually come down for a taping. 
So, yeah, and that's why I asked, like, you know, do they kind of like say, well, like, you know, uh, got a good feeling about this? You know, like, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll keep your information in case you don't make the first round. Do. Okay, cool. Now, are you, do you live near Television City? Is that just... Is that just Los Angeles, basically? It is. It's in Los Angeles. I've been there several times. Uh, to say I live near, I mean, it's... I, I have to really make an effort to get into L.A. to get there, but it's maybe a half hour, not not a full hour, I think, drive from here. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's something I can do if I want to. I have to take off time, usually, because most tapings going to happen during regular working hours. Sure. Uh, they did tell me, in terms of the Press for Luck interview about when they were expecting the taping dates to be to basically to ask if I thought I would be free at that time. And I yeah. told them I did believe I would. Of course. Yeah. I'll tell you a, a completely unrelated to this story, but it's related to the whole idea of trying out for game shows. Cause I've actually tried out for quite a few of them. Over yeah. The yeah. Go right ahead. Uh, I had tried out not for this version of card sharks, but the previous one, which was actually terrible. So I don't mind not having, not <laughs> I guess I don't remember but that one. I got a phone call sometime after that audition to ask if I would be interested in auditioning for Family Feud. Did you need a family for that? Yeah. That was the key. Yeah. So I started making calls to our folks in Placerville area, the uh -huh. closest ones, frankly, to where we where I live. Sure. And we were all set to do this. And then one cousin, I won't name him, I won't embarrass him, broke <laughs> his arm. Uh, <laughs> so we didn't go. We didn't do the audition. Oh, come on, man. Can't you, like, just put a cast on and go anyway? It's not like you're playing softball. <laughs> it was just bad timing. I, okay. Well, if it just happened right at the moment you're supposed to be getting together. Wow. then you. I wouldn't say that, but he, uh, they had to travel and all that, and it was just a distraction from doing Cousin, that. you're listening. You know who you are. <laughs> but yeah, we'll I'm keep sure. we'll keep his name private, just, you know, because we don't want him to get any hate. <laughs> you ruined Mark's dream! <laughs> no, but I mean, that's, that's a lot, that's a thing that a lot of people would dream of doing. I mean, going on a game show, and they, they really, like, have, I noticed, excellent prizes on press your luck like because it seems like they get a taste for each contestant like the things they like and they'll throw in these prizes that are you know you know like they're, they're not just prizes that are like okay well i mean that's nice i guess but you know like they had like pizza for a year and like an outdoor 4k movie theaters and like and the, because you know that was something that interested them i guess in the if screening I'd actually known they were going to do that i might have tried harder to answer that question <laughs> fact, i didn't know that was going to be part of the game maybe they time. didn't like your answers there you know yeah <laughs> All I can really say with that is the questionnaire, the, the, the written one, yeah. specifically said, do not say pay off debts or buy a home. Because that's boring, I guess. I mean, it's very ordinary. Well, yeah, it's practical. Ultimately. Practical is boring, even if you did want to do it. Fact is, those are exactly what I would do. <laughs> yes. I want to pay off my school bills and my credit cards. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I was. I just wanted to like get your feeling for that because I've been watching it. And I've been enjoying them. I, I I do kind of enjoy Joel McHale, Card Sharks, and I thought it was a little strange that Elizabeth Banks is the host of Press Your Luck, but she's perfectly nice and charming. It's just funny because she seems like a pretty busy, you know, producer, director, actor, and you know she. Just the other the rule to getting on game shows that uh, if you ever try out for one, you find out quickly 
is you can't know anybody that's connected with the game show in any way. So it turns out that if I had tried out for Card Sharks, I probably wouldn't be able to get on. Mm-hmm. Because Joel Hale, uh, Joel McHale, excuse me, was a classmate of my wife's in sixth grade. What? what? You think they would scrub now, that far back? That's... I don't think they really knew each other at all. Yeah. That's neat, she though. recognized him <laughs> when he became famous. Right. But uh, you know, they were never close or anything like that. But those kinds of connections can make contested coordinators nervous. Huh. Because they're, you know, back in the 50s, there was the whole game show scandal thing. And they want to be completely above board and making sure there's nothing like that ever happening again. Never forget. So <laughs> non-card sharks. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll just get back on track. Thanks, Mark. I, <laughs> those were all really interesting stories. I'm glad we, uh, I had no idea you were going to share that with us. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. I was just going to be like, what'd you think? You like it? <laughs> Yay, nay. And you still haven't really answered whether or not you like it. I do. Okay. I, I, I have criticisms with both, but they are actually very solid, solid new versions. I like that they kept the the feel of the original games. Like, you know, the whammies look similar to the ones from back in the day. The logos. Even adding that bonus round, which never existed yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a very faithful feeling remake. Yes, yes. It doesn't feel out of place whatsoever. And it's fun. I actually really like it. So anyway, I guess we move on to our next board game. Back to board games. Back to board games, folks. If you came for board games and you were starting to lose you for I me, mean, let's face it. If you like board games, you like game shows, too. I mean, come on. I feel like there's some sort of, you know, intersection. There's like a Venn diagram of a person right there. <laughs> OK, I guess I'll go next. Or, sure. Yeah, yeah okay, OK, OK. All right. So my first choice is a little game that I'm pretty sure everybody's played. Uh, they're very, uh, popular in a little restaurant called Cracker Barrel, but I've, <laughs> I've played them in restaurants pre Cracker Barrel though. Uh, and I don't even know the official name of it. I was calling it an official, like triangle game. I just call it the peg game. Peg game is something else you would, you know, commonly hear it referred to as, uh, Wikipedia calls it peg solitaire. Peg solitaire is a great name for it though. Cause it's, but I actually do think, and you've already demonstrated this. It's called a lot of different names because yeah. it's evolved over many, many years in many different forms. Triangle's not even the only shape that you can see. Like exactly they come right. in, yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to add that when we were coming up with the criteria of what makes a board game, yep, and you named off your three, at least at the time these were your three, right? These things changed, right? That. This was the one you were concerned that we might challenge me on. Challenge you yeah. on and not Yahtzee. Yeah. And I'm like, well, at least the peg game's got a board. Yeah, yeah. It does technically have a board. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like dice it, game. everybody's definition, I guess, can is different. And you know, when I think of board games, like I just now, I close my eyes and picture like a board game section in a I, store. Well, and that's what I was just gonna say. I'll give you that. That if you go to a store and there's the board game section, yeah, you'll find it there just because there's not a dice, dice game, game section. Game yeah, section. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, right. That argument falls apart pretty fast. Uh, but it, it's it's incredibly addictive. Uh, they're they're ingenious because you know you order your meal, then you just immediately pick that up and start playing it. Mm-hmm. 
and almost <laughs> until your meal is there and then you just put it away go wash your hands and then put it away you know but it, it's it's a lot of fun it's another timeless classic uh and, and here i thought i was the one that picked the obscure ones but that's the thing like this isn't an obscure game well it, i mean yeah everybody knows it well everybody that goes to cracker barrel knows it but you you gotta admit man if you're gonna say like go to somebody and say hey give me like your top three board yeah. games yeah yeah who's gonna pick the the, the cracker pig, barrel yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably not gonna be in people's top 10 but if people give it enough thought they might go eh, consider it for my top 10 because i have played it a lot and i do have fond memories of it and you know it, it's we just certainly played it a lot oh yeah 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 and so and uh, there was this i don't even know if it was a franchise or whatever but there was this uh restaurant that my mom liked and we would go there pretty much every sunday it was called po folks po folks oh, I know yeah. po folks. oh moon pies <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep so yeah, Po Folks was just more or less Cracker Barrel before Cracker Barrel. Like they didn't have the gift shop element to it, but it was like your country fried steaks and you know, it's breakfast anytime you like. You know, if you want a sausage, you can have a sausage anytime. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I I never liked Po Folks. It's not my oh, favorite man. food. It's okay, but it's just not my like. The, the country kitchen type stuff, I don't love. Honestly, I don't even really remember the food so much, but I remember going and I remember yeah. moon pies. Moon pies are great. You're thinking like a child, though. Yeah, like, that's where I was introduced to mm-hmm. Mark, do you remember Pofolks very, like, very oh, yeah. Well? Yeah, okay. And so I'm not alone. So it at least was around, you know. I remember where it was here in town. I do, too. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember. So, you know, it was, it was, but that's my point. It's like, I, re- I think I was introduced to the game at that place and probably didn't see it again until Cracker Barrel. And, you know, and then Cracker Barrel is like a fun little, like, I like, I, I joke on it a little bit here and there because, you know, it, whatever. Uh, not to be a snob, but I guess I am being a snob. But it's it's a neat little story, you know. they It's it's very, the people that work there are very kind and like it's a Cracker warm place with lots of little knickknacks to look at and the, you know, the food is good. And uh, they have the triangle peg peg solitaire game that's the cool thing about cracker barrel since we're talking about restaurants now and not board games yeah but, well you know we can t- we can go wherever we want nick that <laughs> you know when you're you go and there's like there's always a line you know so you go and you put your name in yep. and then you just look around yeah. in the shop wander and, you know, around so you shop. got something to do while yeah. you wait yeah, you can do a little shopping i suppose and then like you're you say with you know when you're waiting on the food you play the peg game it's so appreciated. <laughs> or checkers. You go like over to the, the giant checkers. The giant checkers on the front porch, basically. Yeah, sit yeah. by the fireplace and play checkers. Yeah, it, it's very warm and inviting uh, a restaurant. So, you know, got to love it for that. Mark, do you have any uh, anecdotes when it comes to Peg Solitaire? Oh, that's. Just, do you just have a system to beat it? Be very competitive about it. Do you have a system to beat it? You know, I thought I did at one point, and either I did and I totally forgot, or I'm just lying to myself. I've only, I've, I mean, I'm not. I would the say sm- the same, actually. Because I thought, I felt like at one point I could pretty consistently do it. Yeah. And then it's like it just went away because then it's like I couldn't do it anymore. So I, I could count on one hand how many times I've actually done it. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, I'd say about the same as Nick. I feel like I used to, but it's been so long now that I just can't be sure of that. 
I was, um, I'd never thought to do this, but I, I started looking on, you know, Google and things to see if there were, you know, like methods to beat it. And of course the internet being the internet, there are lots of videos and oh, sure. instructional oh, yeah. guides. I think they call it like the triangle method or something like you, you want to, you want to start always with peg one, which is the very top. And you want to, you want to start it out in such a way that you have a triangle of empty spaces at the top. And then it's just a method of keeping pieces on the outside more or less. Mm. But it, you know, it it's stated that if you make all it takes is two mistakes at any point and it's unsolvable. So if you make that mistake at the beginning or, you know, wherever, this is unsolvable. Interesting. Yeah. So, any you know, it's kind of neat. So but there are people that I know they probably can like do it in a handful of seconds. I'm sure. Just like with Rubik's Cubes, those freaky people that can do a Rubik's Cube blindfolded. <laughs> oh, man. When Eric was Eric can't do it anymore. He lost. No, he lost the gift. No way. Oh, he was. He had the yeah. gift of the of the Rubik's. Yeah, when he was here not long ago, I I brought one out and I wanted him to do it, and he's like, "Oh man, I forgot how I can't do it anymore." Nick, you kind of <laughs> amazed me when you whipped out the old app, the Solve It app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Hold on, I can do it. Yeah, that's right, because you know we had bought Logan a Rubik's cube for Christmas, and you know, like you know, you did the jumbled it all up, got frustrated, like you know, after maybe just getting one color. And uh, you took the picture and, you know, it took a while and it wasn't impressive to look at, but I was certainly impressed by the technology. (laughs) I wonder if that's something you, if if there's a, um, some sort of trademark on that, like maybe, maybe you can only buy them at Cracker Barrel or something. Yeah, they've got like the monopoly. Yeah. For there to be something defensible, it would have to be distinctive. And now with Cracker Barrel's version, it's it's possible that the specific language they put on it, uh, what is it? Uh, oh yeah, need five like, or more. You're pretty dumb. Four or more. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it could be that that kind of thing could be uh, protected. Mm-hmm. But my guess is, is we're talking about a game that's so old that copyright is no yeah, longer one, possible, you're and that trademark is probably not particularly viable. Okay. So just any old Joe could probably, like, just make up some uh, blocks of wood and put, like, saw some Honestly, holes, drill some holes. that's how it is that Cracker Barrel has it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's interesting, though. I'd like to know who owns that, if anyone. Or if it's just or if it's just public domain or something. It's just been around so long. It's well, just like, uh, in terms of copyright, I think it probably would be public domain. Yeah. But something that's really old, public domain, can still be trademarked if you have a word or a label, some kind of icon that is marketed to basically say, this is from us. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing can still be trademarked. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, we'll just move this thing right along back to or over to Nick with his first pick. Which what do you got for us? Well, um, yeah, you know, I kind of mentioned already that you know I'm always doing like the obscure ones when you know you kind of took that with the peg game. Yeah. But um, I guess I'm always about the uh, the brand names, so that, that's kind of my theme for these board games. So I, I don't really have the board games like everybody knows, like the Monopoly and Scrabble and whatever. But um, I've got the real Ghostbusters board game from back in the 80s when that was popular. That um, I just I, I remember playing that with my friend Eric. And, I mean, you know, we just mentioned him with the uh, yeah. the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. That, uh, and, and actually, it was his game. 
I might have mentioned it, I think, on the last show. You did know. mention it, but I mean, I don't think we talked about it a lot. But it wasn't like one it of It kind of got like grouped into just licensed. Official picks, though. So. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I it, that was fun playing that. I, I don't really remember a whole lot about the game. I remember there was like a, the, the board was like a haunted house, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's like different rooms, like maybe four rooms, like each quadrant was like a room and there was like some kind of like plastic tower or something in the middle, I think. Um, oh, yeah? yeah? So there was sort of a, you know, a three-dimensional element to I, it? Yeah, I believe so. I don't I don't remember a whole lot, though. So I wish I could. I don't remember it either. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've probably seen the box while, like, walking through the aisles of Toys R Us. Well, and you know what? I mean, that's always what catches my eye is the yeah. box. And that's, oh, yeah. That's ultimately what I like best about them, I think, anyway, is that it, it just it had that real Ghostbusters promo art on the on the top there but yeah yeah I, I, I can't really speak to it much though it's I haven't seen it do you so remember long. if there was some sort of um, element that moved around the board that you didn't control like a slimer that would send you back to go or, or start or I, I don't really, firehouse whatever <laughs> now see now now I kind of wish I thought better about my picks because i don't really remember how you played it yeah well because you know like the pac-man game had the ghosts that somehow got moved around i don't remember in which way they got moved yeah and other than the fact that like maybe you maybe you drew a card or something right well save that thought for later because that might come up again oh okay (laughs) 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 impeccable taste sir um but yeah, I don't, I don't have much more to say about the Ghostbusters game because I just can't remember. So did it have the uh, little, you know, cardboard stand-ups with the little plastic pegs that yeah, you would set like it, Ray and and all those guys? It it did have that. I'm almost positive it yeah. had that, like the the little colored little pegs. And yeah. Stuff the cardboard. Oh gosh, I love those. It was almost like little like impromptu like toys, really. Yeah. You know, just kind of stand them up, and it's like you have the real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this came out around the time of all the toys from, was it Kenner that made the real Ghostbusters toys? Kenner made the toys. Yeah, yes. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, you know, you had that option, I suppose, if you wanted to. But And and it, it was very, very early on in the real Ghostbusters line. Okay. Because so I, I, I kind of remember, like, it didn't really have anything to do so much with the cartoon at all. It was just kind of the name. Because I, you know, I think you know some company was making this at the same time, like yeah. they're producing everything else, and so there there was really no relation other than the name, from my recollection. Do you still have the real Ghostbusters board game? See, I never did. Oh, okay, it was just Eric's, Eric's and you played his. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because I was going to ask you if you remember now, getting it. Does he still have it? I don't know. Whatever. Let us know, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching, listening. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to pull up a picture of it or something. And yeah, I'll, I'll pull up some kind of a picture and just because for myself, too, you know, I'm curious what it looks like. Yeah. Um, you, you described a tower and then, you know, like, I guess there's do you, is, is Ecto-1 involved in any way? I almost I'm not sure about that. I almost feel like there might have been like some stairs like going up the tower. Like, maybe oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. I hope I'm not just making stuff up. We're just fabricating a really cool game. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it had like actual little like proton packs with batteries and (laughs) you could light them up. It was great. (laughs) 
But I mean, I wouldn't know any better. I just, yeah. It just made me want to go find it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, yeah, Mark, on, on you, you said you really had no uh, knowledge of that game in particular. What Not are your really. feelings on those games in general, Mark? Do you mean licensed games in general? Yeah. Yeah. Like simple licensed games that it, oftentimes don't. It only exists because some cartoon or something exists. Yeah. <laughs> More often than not, the gameplay is secondary and so often forgettable, as it turns out. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> as a fan of a number of licensed properties, I am almost always glad to see that they exist. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. I figured you would say that, but <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want a real Ghostbusters, even if it's no fun? So, All right. cool. All right, Mark, the floor is yours again, sir. It's back to you. Scrabble. Scrabble. Hey, that... It looks different than the one we've got. Oh, yeah. Nick's got Scrabble here um, on the uh, table. So, yeah. Well, it's another game that's been released. Words with so friends. Many times over <laughs> so many yeah. years. Oh, that's like Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I mean, and, th and this is one, again, that's also, I think, hit a certain uh, renaissance through words with friends and various online interpretations mm -hmm. of the concept. It's so funny when you get a kid that like all they know is words with friends and then they pull out Scrabble and oh that's kind of like words with friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, where do you think that came from? Nick do you remember that word that Bart tried to to slide past the family in that episode of The Simpsons where they were playing Scrabble? Could you vote? Quidgybo! Thank uh, you, Mark! I, was, I didn't know Simpsons that much. I don't know how you knew it. Mark's the man. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Now that you say In it. In fact, there is a Simpsons-branded version of Scrabble where you get bonus points for playing that. Oh, yeah? Seriously nice. All Very I, cool. Yeah. All I know is it. He ate a biscuit. Past <laughs> tense, I do believe. <laughs> now, Mark, do you remember the uh, game that was similar to it called... I think it was called, was it called Word Up or Stack Up? Upwards. Upwards, that's it, yeah. We actually owned it for a while. Yeah, I yeah, did too. I, I did too. That name sounds familiar. I don't, I'm not. I, I, you guys might still have it at Mom and Dad's place I, for all I know, but the idea there was that if you had a tile that when placed on top of an existing tile but could still create a yeah. word, oh, was you could it, do that. Was it like a red plastic board? The board itself was, yes. I remember the yeah, tiles were like white plastic. Had something yeah, like they yeah. stacked up on each other. Yeah, yeah it was neat. In theory. Okay, yeah, I remember that. I didn't really ever play it, but I remember it. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, I know that. I don't remember playing it a lot. I remember getting it. And I don't know if it's just a scenario where it's just one of those things where it's just not Scrabble. So it's like, I could just play Scrabble because I love Scrabble and no Scrabble. My guess is, without knowing any of the history of that particular game, is it probably made a lot more sense in concept than in actual gameplay. Mm -hmm. When we were actually playing upwards, it was not terribly common that we could actually place tiles on top of existing letters that still made proper words more than a couple of times. Mm. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, it doesn't but sound like a cool idea. Certainly, you could do that, that was worth exponentially more points because they really wanted to encourage that. That was the gimmick of the game. And not that we want to get off on a tangent once again, but Scrabble the Game Show, one of my favorite game shows. Just There's almost no resemblance to the board game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember it existed, but I don't remember like how it went at all. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about Scrabble the Game Show then. Okay. It's essentially a crossword game, as is its namesake. Yeah. Two players, 
and you're given a word. It, they tell you how many letters are in it, and it's usually building off of a letter. So either uh, it starts out at the center of the board, and they give you like the letter I, six letters in the word. The clue is, and they would say something that almost always was some dreadful pun once you knew what the actual word was. Yeah, it was kind of like Wheel of Fortune, right? I mean, you kind of got part well, of the word. Well, the original host of Wheel of Fortune, did in fact host Scrabble. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, each player then has, uh, in the middle between them, a bunch of numbered tiles. And there's always the same number of tiles as there are letters in the word, plus three stoppers, which mm. are letters that do not actually fit in the word. <laughs> like the little like letters would go across the screen. I loved it. Yeah, anyway, players would alternate, try picking tiles, placing them in the puzzle, and eventually trying to solve each word. First person to get three words, most of the time the rules changed. First person win three words wins the game. Yeah. Did it have a catchy theme song like Monopoly? Was it dun 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 dun? No. You don't want me to start humming the theme. Yes, theme, we do. I yes, would. I absolutely one hundred percent do. Now see, that's not ringing a bell for some reason. All I remember is M O N O. Yeah, that's Monopoly. The Monopoly song, remember that? No. Oh my god. No, a commercial? Like the Monopoly game show. There was a Monopoly game show? It was like the same time this was on, wasn't it? Lasted for only 13 weeks. It followed Super Jeopardy. Oh, well, then you act like this is like real common thing that's been out for a long time. Scrabble lasted for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Long, long time. I don't remember it, but I remember Monopoly. Monopoly lasted only 13 weeks. It had a catchy song. Well, it apparently had a very catchy song. Very memorable. <laughs> but that sounds. I would. I, I would love to the, know what a Monopoly game show would look like. I don't remember the game show at all. I just look remember the song. YouTube, How do they truncate it to a short enough period of time, though? Like that's interesting. I don't know. Ask that guy right there. Yeah, that guy probably knows. Look it up on YouTube. I okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not telling you. Look no, it no. <laughs> do your own homework, well, lazy. <laughs> it would be very difficult to explain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Stop treating kind of me like your personal <laughs> wiki. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Cool, yeah. I mean, Scrabble is just the real basic game. It's it's the old, you know, like if you played Word with Friends, you know what Scrabble is. Mm, yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I just love those like little like tiles, man. Just so so satisfying. Little wood. Those little wooden tiles, and you set them on your little wooden trays in front of you. So satisfying. Yep. Cool. Uh, quickly, do you remember which letter had the highest value? Well, uh, Q and Z. Um, I want to say both had 10. Actually, mm-hmm. I want to say, no, J is 8, I think. I'd have to look that up. I, I'm not possible. I was going to say Q. I was going to guess, like, X or something like that. I think Q and Z are the most. X yeah. and J are both at 8. Q would be uh, very difficult, though, too. Again, I'd have to look at it. Okay. And you got to have U if you're going to use a Q. Yeah, there you go. You have to get a hoard those U's and hope for a Q. But you get big points. All right, uh, so is it what? Back to my turn. Triple word score. It is. Ooh, okay, so my next game, speaking of Cracker Barrel, <laughs> is uh, a really old game once again, and it often comes 
in a, in oh, a we already kind of talked about this yeah we did we kind of <laughs> talked about this but you know i like to get i like to tease up to like what my reveal is but it's it's a game that is associated closely with another classic old game is that the only way you know your board games is going to cracker barrel apparently yeah that's why i'm so fat man <laughs> if i wanted to play games i had to go to cracker barrel <laughs> uh but yeah no my my second pick is checkers and uh, you know it, it it's it's a game that just about anybody can pick up and play. Very very simple. Mm-hmm. You know it takes just a few minutes to explain the rules even to a child. I forgot I you you had mentioned what your games were and I forgot I gave it away. No, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's just that's just a little uh, you know foreshadowing there that we built in. <laughs> uh, but I mean I, I kind of ruined one of yours too. If you it really Man, I, <laughs> so we were even. <laughs> I, I had to even be like, well, we'll, we'll pick that up later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Checkers is super simple. Uh, you know, we, we bought a, a bar table with uh, actually the stools that we're sitting on right now. It's part of it. But it has, uh, you know, pieces for chess and checkers. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, if you wanted a really good, you know, you don't want to bring a chess set that's also a checker set probably to, uh, you know, other guys who are like serious about chess. But they always came together. You know, you just flip the board over and there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, checkers is great. Um, so the one thing that I was curious about was, is the kinging action something that over time people just adopted to make the game more fun? But no, it really was a rule. It actually was a rule and it even has a name and I didn't realize it. Mark, do you know what the name of that, that back row is? Oh, I thought you were going to say the act of kinging somebody. No, like, no, no. Is just not, Is it not kinging? What's, what's it actually called? That 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 area. You've got me on that one. I kind of gave it away in the name. It's called King's Row. <laughs> well, I guess that fits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you king yeah, somebody, do you know the name of that row? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw Mark off, making it too obvious. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's called King's Row. And uh, that's, of course, when you know things get a little bit more interesting. You can now go fa- you know backwards and forwards. And, uh, you know, it's just a game of attrition, more or less. You just bleed out yeah. your opponent until either you get all their pieces or, um, you know, make it so that they just don't have any more moves. Mm-hmm. But it's so satisfying when you get a person. Because checkers is is odd because you only have, like, those two rows to start with. And, like, you know, things get real congested and you're trying to be careful. But, you know... Within a few moves, you're like double jumping people. It seems like like there's no way to. It's not like chess, really. I mean, it's it's. I don't want to call it more of a layman's game, but I guess it kind of is. Although you could probably get really, you know, challenging. Like if you get a couple of checker experts, I guess you know. But then again, no, because every piece does the same thing unless it's you know kinged or not kinged. But I, I always enjoy it, and uh, it's a game that you know it's. I don't know how many people haven't just flipped the board in anger, you know, like if you get mad at somebody, or if you call, not, not if you get mad for losing, but if you catch somebody cheating, flip. If you're positive, now you got to be absolutely positive of this. You got to see it and be sure to flip the board. Otherwise, you're just going to look like a jerk. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Mark, uh, any, any uh, fond memories, uh, anecdotes about checkers yourself? I think everybody's played it. Everybody's played it. The game's yeah. thousands of years old, so it's this has got to be one of the most common games on the planet. Excuse me, did you say thousands of years old? I have it from Wikipedia here that yeah, uh, similar games uh, date back to 3000 BC. What? Wow, that's incredible. Wow, that's so cool. 
And what else did I, I was born? Like, they they call uh they call it draughts or something in England. Drafts. What is it? Drafts. Okay. Yeah, but it's essentially the same game, right? They just have their yeah, own name for it. Yeah, it's a British name for it. Yeah, so it's really cool. And I don't think I've ever seen like an IP version of Checkers anywhere. <laughs> Maybe there has been, but I've seen chess. There's right, been yeah. numerous like IP, you know, versions of yeah, chess. Yeah, well, you know, out. when you were talking about all the different monopolies, did we didn't say chess? Did we, we did not. Yeah, oh, chess yeah, may be all... the other one that yeah, perhaps right. has not as many, but you know, also very like several entries and, of that. And those those fancy like chess with different IPs and whatever they seem to be expensive. You know? Yeah, chess. Like nice chess boards are not cheap, and, man. Yeah. They can get really nice, like just oak, just amazing. Now I'm wishing I'd pick chess. <laughs> so much more to talk about with chess. But I won't. I won't bore you with anything else. Uh, checkers, yeah, that's my second pick. So I've gone very old school. I've gone pick solitaire and checkers. I would play Chinese checkers. I See, I don't think I've ever played Chinese checkers. This is played with marbles, really? right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be like a board that had like little little dimples. Little like, yeah, little dimples, it, right. That, that you put the marbles in. Yeah. Essentially the same, though. You're trying to jump another marble yeah like you you somehow had to get your marbles to the other side of the board or i, I don't i forget really how it was played hmm. it's got to be pretty common if they're going to go ahead and call it checkers though yeah <laughs> all right nick your uh, second pick sir my second pick yeah. Uh, yeah 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 so the one that you already started to give away Okay, uh, go ahead and say that one now so we got an actual surprise coming last. <laughs> yeah, so I, the, the Pac-Man board game, you know, because I'm always about the video games and like I said before, the the IP kind of tie-ins. So, um, yeah, I mean, we played quite a bit of this Pac-Man board game when we were kids. You just, uh, you know, you, you took Pac-Man and you'd roll the dice and you'd, however many spaces you can move and you'd... It had like a hole in the bottom, so it would be like he's eating the marbles, right. you know. And so right. I always thought that was ingenious. I, I think really was, good stuff. That was the goal. I think it's kind of like a hungry, hungry hippos kind of thing is to get the most marbles. Maybe do you remember Mark? It had to be, yeah. It had to just be whoever well, gets the most yeah, marbles. Yeah, essentially, yes. So it was like a slow hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> yeah, very m more deliberate version of hungry, hungry hippos. And did you was like one dice like for the ghost to move? That because you rolled two dice, so one dice was for like that you to move, it. and the other dice to move the ghost around. Yeah, I, it had to be I, something I, involuntary. I, like how, how did the ghost? Don't move? quote me on this, but basically each player controlled their own different colored Pac-Man. Right. right. And I think that during other people's turns, they were allowed to move the ghost along the length of the board until it hit a wall in a single direction. Oh. I don't think there was any die or card or anything that controlled that. It was just basically you get oh. to move the ghost to the next corner, straight, to the next wall. Straight to a wall. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm wondering if you had four players, is it, do you control a sector of the board? Okay. Did it have to Essentially, go... Essentially, yes. Each Pac-Man started in a different corner of the board. Did it have to go all the way to the wall, or could you stop Well, that's where I want to say turn... it probably was the choice of the person who moved it, mm. yeah. but I don't know that. that. And I'm not even sure that I'm remembering correctly, to be honest. I mean, I could pull out the instruction book, but I won't. No, I won't we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> People can go out and look it up yeah. if they're really interested. <laughs> But I do have real, like, vivid memories of childhood playing that game, you know, yeah, friends' houses. and We had a good time playing this. Now, I will add, now, these um, these that I have on display here, 
These are actually, I think, like maybe the UK version. the The box is different. Hmm. I, I found these at like a flea market, and, and I, I I immediately knew these were different versions than what I had as a kid because there was like Pac Man artwork that was on the top. Okay. Um. So I I know it's a different version. I'm just not exactly sure what version. It, you you like could have you could have fooled me because I mean I don't remember as much about looking at the boards. I don't think I actually own Pac Man, but it's just like kids in the neighborhood had it. And, and like, well, I, actually, uh, I'll I'll save that for later. Like Mark was saying, how ingenious the mechanic was of of gobbling the marbles. It was so much so that like I remember just like wanting to just get a handful of marbles and like kind of like pop them on the carpet oh, yeah, and, and just, just chomp, like, chomp, chomp, you know, yeah. like, and just do that over and over again. Yeah, you know, you could yep. make up a game, throw all the marbles, and then eat, like make it like Hungry Hungry Hippos where you're kind of like chomping the pellets. Yeah, because it had like that little bit of plastic to where if you put pressure down on it, yeah. the marble would pop in. but And not would, fall out. Yeah, it would not fall out. Yeah. yeah. And then I think you open the mouth, I guess, to get them out. No, it, there's, there's a, a hole, hole in the top. In the top. You just oh, okay. you turned them upside okay, down okay. and dumped them out, but like... The, the the one thing I kind of did not like about the design was he had like these jagged teeth. He did, yeah, yeah. They had and, jagged teeth. What's up with that? But basically, like the jaw was just kind of like limp, and so when you when you picked him up, it was like the jaw would open. Yeah. And then when you put him down, the jaw would. Close. That's pretty cool though. That's very cool. And I I really like I think those like little blue ghosts would be fun to like sit out as little. But I'm glad you mentioned blue ghosts because yeah. if you could see like on the box art, like I don't, you can't see like in the camera, but. See, like on, on the box right here, like the ghost is like yellow oh. and red. Oh, now see, and I would notice something's up there. I know for a fact the one that I had as a kid, both ghosts were blue. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, I, I can confirm that for sure. So there's another difference right there. Yeah. Like, what's up with that yellow and go? And like, there there was no like, yellow the, ghost uh, in Pac Man, was there? <laughs> what the the Pac Man colors are the same you know yeah. to differentiate the different players and those are the same colors but yeah, and when they're like a blue and like a pinkish and yellow of course but yeah i guess they got like blinky and whoever a yellow ghost is okay <laughs> nice cool it was like the pac-mania game gave a yellow ghost a name but i don't remember it is that right okay there well there have been other versions of Batman over the years there was like funky or something there no or... he was green though you're right that, yeah. that wouldn't be yellow i don't remember yellow was that, that one that was from the um pac-land pac-land yeah funky pac-land added sue but i think otherwise had the traditional ghosts okay yeah there there was no aside there was from no sue, extra ghost no okay I have such vague memories of pac-land the tv show pac-land was basically a cartoon turned into an arcade game yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing the arcade in, like, pizza places and stuff, but, uh, you know. This class. What? All right. Let's move on to the uh, next game. Mark's yeah. got his next. He's on number three for him. And, ooh, Taboo. Taboo. Now, I actually have this game in my closet, but I don't remember how to play it. <laughs> now, why okay, do I think so with Taboo, Yakko Warner, Luna? You get Taboo. cards. <laughs> or, or Wacko. I remember that. I can see that. So, when it's your turn... You pull a card from the deck, and it's got a word at the top. In this mm -hmm. case, it's the word bore, B-O-R-E. And I would be intending to try to communicate the word to you, kind of like in $25,000 Pyramid, which we played and we did game shows, except there's a list of five other words here which are commonly associated with this word, and I can't say You cannot that. say those. Yeah, okay. So if I said... And somebody example, can stand behind you with a buzzer, can't they? 
If I said either dull or uninteresting while trying to get you to say bore, somebody would hit this buzzer and it would make yeah. a big ant eh sound. Right. And you would then know that you can't get points for that word. So you have to go to the next one. I really so relish you that just role. just try to go through as many cards getting the people to say the words as you can in the time limit, which so, is controlled by a little sand uh, timer. And so when get you, them to so say basically everybody word. gets 30 seconds to yeah, try to get through as many words as they can. most obvious choices. Yeah, they take away like the five most obvious, like the five grip, you know, most answered, I guess. Yeah. The, the, the most obvious ways to describe a word they're yeah. going to try to keep you from doing in order to make it harder. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, no, yeah, that's so that that would explain why I remember that now. And I love I love that concept. That's a really fun game. And I, I own it. But like I said, I just for some reason, I guess. It's it's a game that I can never convince people to play with me for some reason. <laughs> so I just it just went up in the closet and never came out. But I probably played it a, a lot over at, at your all's house, Nick, because I know you guys had it. I don't really remember. I, I remember playing it at, in your all's living room or like kitchen area. I remember playing it at that table very clearly. So it was really popular back when I was growing up. Uh, not so much high school. Actually, it was apparently only introduced in '89. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say it seems like a '90s game. Yeah. Yeah, it really started becoming popular then. Cool. So, yeah, so this probably doesn't actually have a TV show, like game show, but... It did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's, it like, a number long, of games but, similar but to it in concept already. Game show. Okay, okay. Uh, how many episodes, Mark? Yeah, I'd have to look that one. Okay. <laughs> well, I know you've been pulling 13, up Wikipedia, like, pretty... 13. Pretty faithfully. Probably, well, I don't know, since I don't remember it, maybe. Perhaps. 13 weeks is, is usually a minimum order. Yeah. I got you. But they could still choose not to air all 13, right? <laughs> yeah, it if happens, it's a disaster, it's yeah. Common. Yeah. Cool. Um, there, there are, in fact, I believe uh, you were talking about Monopoly, the game show earlier. I said it was 13 weeks. I don't think, I think only 12 actually aired. Mm. Oh, man. There's like I don't know that for a fact, but I, I seem to recall one maybe didn't air. <laughs> it's on YouTube, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Parker Brothers, is it, no, no, who makes, yeah, Parker Brothers makes, no, who makes Monopoly? Well, nowadays, it's Hasbro. Hasbro, okay. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was Parker like, Brothers trying was to think, out. which is the one that owns everything now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Very, very, like, seldom does, like, a new game get introduced to me, and I'm, like, really excited about it. Like, we were on vacation, we played this game called Exploding Kittens. Oh, I've heard of it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Grace was playing that when, when we did a game night a few weeks ago. Yeah. They were playing Exploding Kittens. I was doing something else, but Grace was telling me, like, all about it. And I'm just like, okay. I didn't know yeah, what Yeah, I mean, it's like, about. it's kind of like an Uno-type game where, you know, like, the deck is stacked with four exploding kittens. And there's an exploding kitten. And uh, it's it's just I'm just go- looking at the fact that my cat is actually under the desk here. <laughs> what? <laughs> exploding <kittens>. what now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kitty. No, no. I didn't like the game. I didn't think I did not care for the exploding kittens at all. Just for the fact that they were kittens. <laughs> kittens should be cuddled, not exploded. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's this little boutique game. And I saw it for sale at Target and it was like 30 bucks. Oh, wow. And there was like hardly anything to it. It was just like a novelty thing, really, more than anything else. But yeah. Target, I like I like that Target will at least take a risk and put some stuff out there. You know, like where if you go into like a Walmart or someplace like a Target, like, well, not Target, so just a Target, but like a Walmart is really the only big store I can think of now. Um, they, they just have the main games. Like they don't really take any chances on games. Because it's just, it's just a card game, right? 
It is just a tar- it's a card game, yeah. Huh. And they had a whole target taking risks. What's that? Going a little off topic. I've never played it. I do not own it. I discovered only yesterday that Target is the exclusive provider of the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood board game. Oh. You don't have it? It's apparently only just come out. I found nice. out about it yesterday. You just haven't had time. You will have it. I probably will. I wonder what kind of game it'll be. There's going to be a trolley piece. Yeah, yeah, the tiger. What, what's the tiger's name? I forget. Daniel Stripe. Daniel, Daniel, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there got to be those pieces, right? <laughs> uh, X, the owl. Who's the king? Friday. King Friday. King Friday. Yeah, okay. King Friday. Uh huh. Uh huh. So that's like four pieces right there. That's... Lady Elaine. Who is the mailman? No, they could have a plug of thing. Rick Feely is in there. <laughs> oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah. Cool, Mark. I'll have to look out for that. It's got to be a nice game, you know? Suitable for all ages. <laughs> More so than exploding kittens. <laughs> What's wrong with you people, you monsters? <laughs> Leave our cats alone. Okay, so I guess we'll move around to me. Okay. And uh, we'll talk about my final one. So I think I'd said to you guys, like, I got four solid games, and but you know, like I'm not really sure. And then you guys said, like, Yahtzee's gotta go. So <laughs> that that made my third pick easy to step in, and it's called Stratego. Ah, uh, yes. Stratego is a really fun game. And it's familiar with the name, but you'll have to remind me. Yeah, so there's like uh you know, so it it's military and themed, and you have I want to say like forty pieces on each side, and they're facing quite a few. Yeah, there's a lot. They're turned away, facing your opponent, and uh, it, like similar to check. It's kind of like checkers, except really, I mean, once once you because you you want to get to a point, you want to take a risk on like capturing uh, a piece, and then both people reveal their piece and say whoever has the higher ranked soldier you know, their piece gets to stay and then the other, you capture that other piece or it just goes off the board. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, you know, there, I, I don't think there's any, I think scouts can move further than any other piece and there's a spy that can disarm bombs that are stationary. They don't move, but you never know if you're going to hit a bomb. But if you, if, you, if you do take your spy and you suspect that that's a bomb, you can take the bomb but the spy is very weak. It's like the weakest of all the pieces. Yes, so yes. just about anybody can take out the spy. Right. Um, and it's it's really fun. I really enjoyed that game. And I think I, I want to say it's either the 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 is it the major? Is it major or colonel or I don't know? Like whoever the the king or queen would be. You know, like there's there's a there's a couple that you only get a few pieces of. And that's that's it. But you don't capture anybody in particular, per se. It's just like checkers. You want to just either clear off all the pieces or make it so that nobody can move, that kind of thing. Uh, so that that's really neat. And I liked it, too, that if you know if, if you went to try and take a piece and they were the same, they both were eliminated. Right. right. So mm-hmm. and it's a game that you can do really fast, like checkers. It's a real fast game. Uh, you kind of get to know your opponent a little bit, how like their tendencies are, where they put pieces. It seems like there are these um, three, f- like two by two spaces with um, like two two by two lakes. Like there's just two little lakes, so you got three passages that you can go across. So you know you might want to heavily booby trap an area, or you can try to put one on each in front of each space to enter. This is all kinds of cool little strategies. Um, but I don't really know a lot about the history of the game. Mark, do you have any cool 
Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. started in the Netherlands, first registered in 1942. Yes. And that, that was what I was, I was, I did actually read that because that's when, this is the game I was talking about when I said there was a game that apparently would be licensed by, you know, many different distributors of board games over here in the U.S. It did come from the Netherlands. And uh, that that is a pretty old game too. Like, what did you say, 1940? 1942 in the Netherlands. It didn't make it to the United States. The United 60s. States filed a trademark in 58. Okay, 58. Okay, gotcha. I just say 60s because I remember that original box just looking so 60s. Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> um, but I, I do actually have a rundown of all the pieces for anybody that's interested. You get six bombs. Like I said, not movable. Uh, there's a flag. Now, maybe it's the maybe you do have to capture the flag because I wrote that down. Now, I'm sorry I can't remember that part. It could just be a yeah, matter of... I think that's the way to win is you capture the Capture the flag, flag. yeah. Uh, there are eight scouts, and uh, they move like rooks. They go, go. They can go in straight lines. Um, you got five miners. They can actually defuse the bombs. So what was the spy for? Like, I guess I have that wrong. Four sergeants, four lieutenants, four captains, three majors, uh, two colonels, one general, and one marshal. So maybe there, I didn't say anything about a spy. Were there different versions of the there game? There is a spy. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look up stuff here while you're yeah. talking. I remember, th I thought I remember there being a spy. The spy can attack the marshal. And that's the only, and it can take out the marshal that way. But oh. Even the marshal can attack the spy and defeat it. Okay. Okay. So they're kind of playing like a little game of chess between the two of them. Okay. I got you. All right. So yeah, it's a really fun game. You can set it up, like I said, just a few minutes, play it a ton. And I got hours and hours of enjoyment out of that game. But uh, I, this may be another game that has like different theme. I don't know for a fact. I can't really remember any, but I, I feel like this is another game that you could take an IP and do something with it. You know, if you had enough, like Lord of the Rings. Wait, did I actually have a note? Yeah, okay, it did. Yeah, so there was a Star Wars version of Stratego. There was I, I a think Lord. I've of, seen that before. Yeah, there's a Lord of the Rings version. Uh, there's a Transformers, probably the Michael Bay movies. Um, I don't remember that one. I've never played it, though, so I'm not real familiar. Marvel Comics and Pirates of the Caribbean. Those are some of the notable ones that I've jotted down. Sure. So, yeah. And, uh, man, I would like to get my hands on, a, like, a G1 Transformers version of that. Yeah. That'd be amazing. You know? You got, like, cool. Optimus on one side, Megatron on the other. Like, Starscream could be, like, the would general. translate pretty well. Very well, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. G.I. Joe could have done it well as well. Cool. Uh, Nick. That, I'm, I'm all spent. That's my three. So to recap for me uh, is the Peg Solitaire and Checkers and Stratego. Nick? All right. My uh, last but not least for me is uh, Donkey Kong. So going that route of the video game board games. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, let me put it on top here. Okay. Yep. Uh, so that our video YouTube people can enjoy. Yeah, and so and like I I'm going to interrupt about, just briefly to say I am experiencing an aftershock right now. Ooh. This is the first I have actually felt of the earthquakes in this area. Uh, you may have seen the news. They've yeah, been yeah, six point four. Yeah, I am actually feeling this one. Are your? I don't see your like toys moving in the background. Is it just they rolling underneath of you? The cat just went. Some things are falling now. I heard something there. Yeah, I heard that. Mark, do you want to like they take? Don't a combiner. Do you want to go and like take cover under like a in front of like the doorway you know, or whatever? I'm in such a position 
that I am probably just about as safe now as I would be if I moved. And okay. I think it's over now. It's done. Oh my gosh. That's scary, man. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right there in that area, and they, you know, they of course say that you're gonna have aftershocks after the uh, initial. This is earthquake. the first one that actually has really been noticeable to me this entire weekend, though. Uh, usually, if it's about 4.0, it feels like it's a truck ride driving by on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, I never will even notice it. Mm-hmm. Now, the epicenter of the recent one was over 6.0. It's actually quite serious. But I'm quite far away from that. Okay. So the fact that this one actually got this far is pretty noteworthy. Yeah, I was reading that it was the biggest in, uh, what was it? uh, In decades. Decades, yeah. 30 years, I think. Yeah. Pretty notable. And, of course, people get anxious when you talk about, you know, California, San Andreas Fault. Yeah. It's it's a fact of life around here, and we'll eventually have one that's really going to cause us a lot of damage. But there's... There's not much to do about it except make sure your buildings are up to code and so on. Sure, sure. Which, you know, they do nowadays. Like, tall buildings, they have all the little mechanisms so that it can, like, has some give to sway. Uh, so, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it was nothing big. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. But no, no, we that's... Did, we could not... Breaking news, everybody. <laughs> they have their earthquakes. We have our tornadoes. Yeah, that's true. We, we, we have those threats all the time as well. Yeah. So, okay, so... Uh, just like I was talking about with uh, Pac-Man, you know, so I've got Donkey Kong, which, and, and I clearly remember the the Donkey Kong board game that we had, that it had uh, like artwork on the front and not like a picture of the game like this. Mm-hmm. So, so this art, like I said before, I know it's like from another country or something. It's some other version. Gotcha. But anyway, essentially the same game. In fact, I think the board, the coloring, I think is a little different. I kind of remember like green maybe around the border of the board game. On yeah, the you can look at just the front of the box and pretty much get gauge everything you need to know like how the game works. They, you know, we were talking about how cool the Pac-Man was because, you know, he would like actually eat the marbles. That I really thought the way like this Donkey Kong mechanism was like really impressive. Because he basically Donkey Kong was like hollowed out, and like one hand is like holding up, you know, the barrels, and so you you feed barrels like these little plastic barrels into his hand, and so they kind of roll down through his arm to like the other hand, which had like a little like rubber band kind of thing, and so it 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 basically like if you pushed it down the barrels would like roll through and like set a barrel down and like he'd lift his hand back up because of the rubber band. Yeah. And and so it would, it would deposit a barrel like in the space. And so then like some, like if you like drew a, I don't think there's any dice. No, there was dice. There was dice and cards. I see the cards. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the cards would tell you to do different things. And so you'd kind of move the barrels around depending on a dice roll or a card or something. I Mm, forget exactly how it went. But and you know and so you would just keep like depositing barrels just like in the game where he'd keep throwing barrels down you know and so you know you just keep with feeding the barrels through that little mechanism it, it was just really cool though because you just push down on his hand so would where would the down. barrels lay then like how how did that work because I mean you can't have a barrel rolling 
down all the but, levels and I like mean, you know it, like in the it's game. It's kind of like the ghost, though. I mean, like it would deposit like right in front of him, and then yeah. depending on whatever the card or dice would tell you to do, you'd move it a, okay. a few spaces okay. or whatever, and move gotcha. it down ladders or you know just like in the game. Okay, know, just follow the path. Neat, cool. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, Donkey Kong is a fun little board game. I don't, I've never seen the Donkey Kong board game like in person before. We're not, offline, I'm gonna have to get you to open that up so I can take a look at what you're talking about because it sounds neat. <laughs> I always like the uh, the way the artwork of the board. It, it kind of made you know that construction building it gave it some depth. You know, it was yeah. like kind of a 3D kind of look to it. Always appreciate it. Yeah. I love the I love when games do that. Yeah, Life is one of my all time favorite board games. Because like, and, and life looks different now, by the way, too. Like they don't have sort of that life. bank, you know, like the hills and everything. They don't really do that anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Like when you started the game, like you could go like around that path. Like if you wanted to go to college or something. No, no, I don't. May, maybe that's similar. I just mean like the pieces that you would, when you assemble it, you pop in like a little, like, uh, like a little hill or something that you could had spaces on. You oh, go yeah, around yeah. it, like kind of bank. The, the mountains and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't really have that anymore. Oh, I think don't... there's something in its place, but it's just, you know, it's different, and I don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't have the three-dimensional kind of feel to it anymore. Uh, I think it does, if I remember, because I just for the first time actually ever, because I, I don't think life had changed for years and years and decades probably. Yeah. And uh, I was in Target, and uh, there was some sort of newfangled life, you know, like it was. I think it was called like Life Millennial or something like that. You know, I there's a couple of millennial editions of multiple games now. Did we say Life last time? I think so. Yeah, I think that was my one of my games in okay. my initial list because I love it. It's yeah, great. I was gonna say because it, it it would be a disservice if we didn't say it because yeah, like, we've probably played more Life than any other board game. Is that right? Uh, oh, when we were kids, I, I would say so. Cool, quite a lot. Yeah, it's a classic. Um, all right. So yeah, thanks for describing how the Donkey Kong mechanism works. And, uh, I recommend people go out on YouTube or something and after you finish watching us and <laughs> maybe, maybe see if you can't find like a demonstration of that. So you can yeah. see, I'm going to play with it personally, but you guys can go get yourself a demonstration and <laughs> get my hands on it. Okay. Uh, so that is Nick's final. So to recap Nick's, it was, uh, Real Don Ghostbusters, Real Ghostbusters, Pac-Man, Pac Donkey and Donkey Kong. That fits you, man. Yeah. <laughs> it suits you so well. Okay, so that brings us back. We started with Mark. We're going to end with Mark. Family Feud. Of course. Talking about like fitting, fitting somebody. Very fitting. <laughs> this is the one that's my absolute concession to game show board games because I really do. I have got more game show related board games than the other genre mm -hmm. uh, the game is very faithful to the show in the version that i have this is a game that's come out in a lot of different editions over the years because of course the show is still running but i've seen steve harvey's board. face on a board version family feud version like and a, a you could basically version? say that yeah but it doesn't look 10 like answers that. are on the board or top nine i'll just move one out of the way and there's oh a piece God, of i remember that, goes that back piece. here and you can read from the back what the survey question is, and people on that are playing with you, they can be organized as families just like in the show, or you can yeah. just play two or three people. Oh, sure, sure. And try to answer, and I can read the answers back here and open them up when they've been revealed, or 
issue strikes now, as do you necessary. Do you have some of the actual inserts that you can demonstrate? Nah, I'm glad you brought that up because I remember in our younger it, days, lots of these. Mm. And basically, they just kind of fit in place over back here. Uh, so I've got a question now that has eight possible. I've lost one of the things that just fell out. They're, they're very loose. This is a 1970s era edition. Oh yeah. Nothing's broken. It's just loose. Nah. So anyway, this question, I'll just read it off. Name a famous Tony. Danza. Well, I have to remind <laughs> you when doing a question like this. Oh, you got to consider again, the year. It's 1970s. Yeah, I don't think Stark's so somebody who be hasn't been famous until the 80s or 90s isn't going to show up here. How about Tiger? So I usually <laughs> skip these questions when playing with cousins and folks. Yeah. Is yeah. Tony the Tiger but, on there? Excuse me. Is Tony the Tiger on there? Matter of fact, yes. Woohoo! Yeah, Let's play this out, points. man. If, uh, if it was these days, people would say Tony Stark, and he's oh, not right. going to be on there. Because I mean, of he, Iron Man. Yeah, Tony Stark's not here at he all. Existed, he existed then, but did he exist back then. Yeah, right, but he wasn't like super popular like he is now. Mm, yeah, that's true. Iron Man was not your top-tier level like, comic book. Yeah. No one saw Iron Man becoming <laughs> popular when that first movie came out. That stunned everyone. Yeah. Okay, Tony's, so, Tony's, Tony, yeah. 70s, 70s. Uh, there's got to be like some sort of like old singer. There's got to be <laughs> Tony Bennett. As a matter of fact, Tony Bennett is number four. Oh, hey. that was worth thirteen points. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, are there any... So Tony Danza's too eighties. It's too Tony 80s, Danza man. is too recent. That would be a strike. That was my first guess. Tony Danza. Yeah. Hey. Uh, let's see. Hmm, yeah, now it's getting tough. I can't even think of one. I'll just read off the others. Thank you. Is Tony well, LaRussa on there by any chance? Tony Martin, who I don't even, I couldn't yeah. tell you who he, uh, he was. Not a clue. Sorry, people who love the Tony, Tony Awards. Oh, my gosh. Oh, huh. was actually an answer. Okay. Tony Francois, or yeah. Francois, I can't Francois. quite, I'm not even sure who this is, can't pronounce it properly. <laughs> okay. Tony Randall, who was on the odd Oh, ah, okay, Tony Randall, okay. okay. Okay, Tony Orlando, who was a famous singer. Yeah. yeah and Tony Curtis, also a yeah. famous Oh, Tony singer. Curtis, okay. Tony yeah. Curtis, from Flintstones. Who? But anyway, Tony uh, Curtis. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> show. You can play several rounds, that's uh, play up to 300 points uh sometimes genuinely curtis even dad, bother by the with way. the double and the triple <laughs> because i can just do as many rounds as folks are willing to play and there's also a fast money setup where it's just a different sheet of paper that huh. gives me the five questions for fast money and it's does it have otherwise does it have an hourglass timer uh you know it's entirely possible it came <laughs> with one, one. <laughs> i do not have it anymore now, I, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I remember in our younger days, did you not like create your own inserts? It wouldn't to, be hard, right? Yeah, you I, just get like a I, piece have, of, I have a few that I created of my own. Yes, that's, I thought so. Now, but here's the question, though: <laughs> How did you come up with the like so many people said, surveyed? Yeah, yeah good yeah, point. Like, did you just make that up? According to me. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a long time since I've done anything like that. What I would have done is looked for an online survey. Well, but, but the internet it, didn't probably yeah, yeah, wasn't but, available but was to you really as a kid. The internet's been available since I was in college. Yeah. I didn't I didn't buy this game back in the seventies. 
Well, I, it just yeah, happens to be but, a 1970s edition. But no, certainly the 80s, though, you were probably playing that I, game, I, I right? I guess the time I'm remembering is when you were in college and you came home from college like one summer or something. Okay. Because I, I remember you doing stuff with that one. I, I, I've told the podcast about my grandma, Evie. She's responsible for several of my Family Feud board games. I have quite a few just of that show. What was the game show that she was on again? Well, she was on a show called Split Second, Second, but I don't have anything for that. Oh, yeah. She won a car. (laughs) Yes, she won a car. Amazing. Uh, But Family Feud, she found just a number of them at yard sales and would often think of me when she saw one. And so I am the recipient of multiple versions of Family Feud, the board game. Yeah. Now, I wonder what the... But But all of those were back when I was in college or later. Cool. And Family Feud's like never really gone out of style. Like I think it was not on the air for a little while. What back in the there 80s. was a period between Richard Dawson and Ray Combs, uh-huh. and then there was a longer period between Ray Combs and Louis Anderson. Okay, it has never been off the air since. That's awesome. But yeah, so the version that I saw was in a really small box. So to me, it looked like it was just mainly cards, and I couldn't tell if you know you. Uh, I just really couldn't tell. Like I, I assume that, you know, you looked at the card and they were, you know, they were like cards about like this and they had all the uh, answers or whatever, but there was no cool like prop board. Like you just showed family feud is available in many, many different forms these days. Not all of them are standard board games. I have one that is probably a little smaller than what you're describing. Mm-hmm. It's actually called strikeout. And it's basically a pack of regular sot playing card sized cards sorry mark so it's family feud like colon strikeout or is it the game is there's no strikeout. colon in the way that they've done the font but I, I imagine if i were to type it out that's how i would type it okay out, yeah. okay what i was getting at uh, was anyway, it's a version of family feud. each each card has a survey on it name five people named tony then it shows all of them on the same card so mm-hmm. basically I'm just reading off of the card and having you guess more or yeah. less what we did here, but there's yeah, no board. Yeah. It's it's more yeah. compact. That makes sense. Not like it. It's some game called Strikeout that's like Family Feud. Yes. Yeah. Family Feud Strikeout. Yeah, that's what I was trying to... That That's yeah. just how they're selling the particular deck of cards. And, you know, there, there is a version that comes in a cube. I don't know what the rules are different to that one. But... Well, yeah, because there's three strikes and you're out basically in the game. So yeah. I get it. Um... So, do they have a modern version now with the big game oh, board? Oh, sure. Oh, I'm looking they for that. They keep coming out with new versions all the time. I'm buying that on Amazon later. Steve Harvey's <laughs> smiling face on the cover. Uh, that's such a big face. <laughs> uh, I, now, I wonder if he's going to be retiring soon. Like, it seems like he's been doing it a while. I, is he the longest running uh, host now, or was that he still? He is competitive, at least, with Richard Dawson's tenure. Yeah. I don't know if he's beaten it yet, but it wouldn't take long. Dawson's okay. who I always think of. I, I do have a, a soft spot for Ray Combs, because that's Ray Combs is when I actually first saw Family Feud, yeah. you know, and then I Ray saw... Ray Combs was great. He, he definitely deserved a better exit than he got. I know, yeah. But yeah, so, but but I, I came to appreciate Richard Dawson, not for the bad behavior that he displayed, because it's certainly bad, uh, but, you know... I, on game show networks and stuff, you know, you would see oh, those sure. old episodes and you couldn't help but enjoy him because he's an entertaining guy more so than Ray Combs. For, for Ray Combs was a very generic guy. Yeah. Okay. Family feud. That's a great way to end the episode right there. I think. 
Uh, Mark, I'm glad you were able to join us uh, once again. I I always enjoy having you on. There's always just a bevy of information that you provide. And you're quick on the draw with the wiki right there. I barely have to do any editing there. You just like pulled it right up and had it on hand. So it's always a pleasure to have you, man. Uh, I, I would... We won't do another board game episode without you. <laughs> and it's probably high time we do another tell, like game show episode because we couldn't help talking about game shows even in this episode. So clearly we have a soft spot for game shows. Uh, maybe, I don't know, Nick, do you have any more game shows in you? Game shows? Oh, I yeah. Can, I could probably think of some more. I'll, I'll say the Monopoly game show. <laughs> which, which do you uh, prefer, game show or games? Oh, I guess maybe board games because there's more IP stuff to choose from. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Very good answer. Mark, what would you say, game show or board game? Oh, there's no contest for game me. Show, I'm a game yeah. show nut. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. And for me, you know, it's probably game show as well. You know, I I just I had just too many good memories of watching the like staying home from school sick and watching like just tons and tons of game shows. Yeah, and it, it tickles me that there's all of these like ABC's really spending a lot of money to bring back some of these game shows that I love. And it's really working well for them too. I'm so happy to hear that. And if they just want to keep doing it during the summer, that's awesome. It's like perfect for them. Cause you know, it's, it's a non-scripted for them. I mean, really, I mean, wouldn't you consider it non-scripted? They, they write. Oh yes, it absolutely is. Yeah. So it's probably cheap. You know, they, they go out and they hire a person who's maybe in between movies or something. In between. Even with the big payouts, game shows are very inexpensive to make compared to other forms of broadcasting. Yeah, I remember when that um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire first came on. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh my god, there's that a was an event game show. That got everybody into game shows again. And, you know, for a little bit there, there, there were like a handful of new game shows coming out every now and then. Yeah. The Weakest Link and uh, Deal or No Deal and, you know, many others I'm sure I'm forgetting. That weren't necessarily big. Who wants to be time. a millionaire? Only just left syndication, uh, so it's not going to be on this coming year. But that's the first time there's been no version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire since it started. Wow, and that's been like what twenty years? It was. It's been a while. It's. I don't know if it's gotten to twenty or not, but it's close. Hmm. hmm. That's crazy. Cool. And that that's just going to be the future. You know, if it comes back, you know, like the future Family Feud. You know, it just keeps coming back again and again and Someday again. It will. It, it's a compelling game show. It's it. I love the hot seat. It's such a great idea. Cool. Well, uh, I will remind people and urge people to check us out on our YouTube channel. If you're listening to us on podcast services, or of course you can find us at BitGeek. Uh, check us out on YouTube. We do have a channel there and it's at youtube.com slash BitGeek where you can actually see mine and Nick's smiling faces instead of hearing them. Um, you can follow us on social media. I, I am uh, pretty active on Twitter uh, for the you know the actual official BitGeek Twitter, which is at BitGeek Podcast. And you can also follow me at Ron Avis. And Nick can be followed where? Uh, Nicholas J. Wright. Mark, I know you have Twitter as well. I do. I am under GB Blackrock, but it's probably just as well if you look for me by my name because it'll show up that way as well. I'm also found on the Black Rocks Toy Box blog. That's blackrockstoybox.blogspot.com. I'm glad you said that because I was just about to mention that. If you are a Transformers fan, I mean, just any, you, you don't just write about Transformers, but in particular, if you are a Transformers fan, you got to check out Mark's 
blog. He's been doing it for a number of years. Uh, and if you follow him on, if you follow you on Facebook, right, uh, you, I do have a Facebook page at Black Rocks Toy Box as well. Nice. Uh, you, you very, very frequently do throwback Thursday articles, uh, going back 10 years, you know, and, uh, I, oh, yeah, I always transformers entries for a long time. I, I always pull it up and read it. It's fun. fun and they're, you know, the articles aren't like, you know, exhaustive, you know, you just get in, get out. You always like learn some sort of neat little tidbit. And there's pictures, and uh, you do an excellent job with that, sir. Thank you. I, I would like to see people check that out. Um, Black Rocks Toy Box. Just Google it, I guess, if you don't, you know, don't know how to spell it. There aren't that. too many other people trying to be me. <laughs> no, yeah, well, people recognize you as GB Blackrock. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've mentioned it, but probably during the Transformers episode. But you're you're a bit of a known commodity in in the. Uh, in fact, can we talk For about better or worse? Can we talk about your? Um, was it? Was it Comic Con last year, or was it trans? Like you did something for uh, a, a, a year blog. ago at San Diego Comic Con, a message board called the AllSpark uh, asked me to go to the Hasbro preview breakfast, mm -hmm. and so I got to see the War for Cybertron Siege toys basically being introduced to the world before the rest of the world got to see them. And uh, you also, didn't you get to see some of those Walmart exclusive re-releases? I feel like I remember seeing Oh, the Generation 1 vintage uh -huh. stuff, yeah. Oh, we Very already cool. knew those were coming by then, but I got mm. to see them, yes. Still wait for that sound wave. <laughs> yeah. He's coming. I, He's coming. I, I, I'm finally starting to see buzzes that suggest it might not be long now. Awesome. Cool. All right, well, that's all for our episode. Thanks for joining us. I've been your host, Ron Avis. I'm Nick Wright. And I'm Mark Baker Wright. We'll see you next time. The world's most famous board game is now Monopoly the TV game. Here come the players. The red player, Tom. The gold player, Deborah, And the green player, Trip. Here comes our hostess, Kathy Cargis. And here's the host of Monopoly, Mike Riley. Thanks a lot. And welcome to Monopoly, folks. Where our players are going to...